Welcome to the best of sold-out sports talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's Pro Football Hall of Fame edition will feature interviews with wide receiver Tim Brown of the Raiders and Hall of Fame offensive lineman Bruce Matthews. Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now talking with Raiders wide receiver Tim Brown, here's Roman Gabriel III. Coming in, good friend of this show and a guy we always love to get together with. Uh, he is the former Heisman Trophy winner from Notre Dame. Uh, many years in Oakland Raider and now newly crowned Hall of Famer in the NFL. And uh, we're going to talk to him about a couple of very important things today. But first of all, let's say hello to Tim Brown. Tim, how are you, buddy? Doing good, brother. How are you? Awesome. Blessed. Uh, how does it feel now to be a Hall of Famer now? Has it sunk in? Yeah, you know, uh, I think over the last year or so, man, you know, I've had the opportunity to really travel the world you know, under the new name of Tim Brown Hall of Famer. And uh, so it's been um, it's been quite the journey, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it and trying to take this uh, platform God has given me, man, and, you know, let's see if we can do something even bigger and greater with it. you got to work out that hand a little more now. you got to sign a little, a little longer with that Hall of Fame on the end, right? I, and I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm figured doing, you would. I'm doing rich exercises. When I'm in the weight room these days, so I'm I'm prepared for it. Well, I, I figured you wouldn't have a problem with that. But, uh, of course, us in the NFL community are excited because you uh long time coming, and uh, you deserve it. And uh, what, what a great honor to, especially at a young age, right, to be able to enjoy it for a while. Yeah, you know, it's uh, – <clears throat> With all the business stuff I have going on, man, you know, being able to, when you call people, it's amazing how they all of a sudden call you back a little quicker now, you know what I mean? And and um, so I'm just thankful that, um, you know, a lot of good things are happening, man, and we're just trying to, to make the best out of the situation. Now, this will be your first opportunity at the Hall of Fame this summer to induct some new guys coming in, right? The, the for and, uh, I know you've been looking forward to that. Every time I talk to guys that are in the Hall of Fame, they say that that's uh, real special. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be able to go back there and relax, man, and not have to worry about the speech and, you know, where mama is and where you, where the kids are and, and all that kind of stuff and just go back and enjoy all the festivities, man, and um, and uh, just have a great time. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Tim Brown, Hall of Famer, Oakland Raiders, with us on American Family Radio. And, by the way, if you have not picked up his book, uh, he was here last year. The Making of a Man is the name of the book, Tim Brown, How Men and Boys Honor God and Live with Integrity. It's available on Amazon anywhere you buy books. Uh, please get it. Great read, especially for fathers and for family members with Father's Day coming up. The Making of a Man, Tim Brown. And, Tim, you're in today because in a couple weeks uh, you're going to hold a 22nd annual event uh, as the chairman of athletes and entertainers for kids, nine one one for kids, twenty two years, uh, and now the Tim Brown charity invitational for nine one one for kids at Trump National out in California, uh, happening on May twenty second Sunday night and tournament on May twenty third Monday. Tell me about uh, your love for this organization and how you got involved. 
Yeah, you know, I, I obviously knew nothing about it. You know, when I first came to California, I uh, wasn't aware of the issue that they were having with 911, with, especially when it came to kids. You know, call it 911 when a cat went up a tree and when the water hose, hose wouldn't turn off. And so it was a big, big problem. And um, so Howie Long and uh, Kathy Ireland had started uh, athletes and entertainers for kids. And um, Howie had just started 911 for kids. And he was getting ready to retire. So um, he came in the locker room one day and yelling my name, Where's Tim Brown? And I was ducking and dodging because the big man sounded like he was, he was mad. And I didn't know why he was calling my name. So <laughs> um, so he cornered me in, in the in the locker room and basically pointed his finger at my chest and said, Hey, at least Kim is going to call you and you should do what she tell you to do. And uh, so I, I figured the smart thing to do was just say, Yes, sir, and keep on moving. And that's what I did. And uh, at least called me a week later, and we've been we've been together for you know going on 23 years now, uh, working charity charity events together, and and uh, this 911 golf tournament we do is uh, something we take a lot of pride in because we have the opportunity to honor some kids who have used 911 to save a family member's life, and it's a very special moment for these kids, and, and obviously for everybody involved. Tim Brown, the, the chairman of the Tim Brown Celebrity Golf Classic 911 for Kids uh, on May 23rd, Sunday night, Trump National Golf Club in California, uh, just south of Los Angeles. Tournament, celebrity tournament. Some of the guys that are going to be there, uh, Willie Galt, former Chicago Bear, uh, Jerry Rice, uh, great wide receiver, San Francisco 49ers, Ronnie Lott, uh, Rick Roden, former uh, ace for the Dodgers and a great golfer in his own right. Tom Flores, Steve Berline, former Notre Dame guy. Uh, so pretty pretty good group of guys coming to support you in this, Tim. Yeah, you know, it, you know, uh, when you when you play at a nice facility and and uh, you have a nice charity that um, people understand what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, it, it's not hard to get guys out, and you know, the name of the foundation is Athletes and Entertainers for Kids. So. You know, we're getting a lot of actors and actresses out also, man, and um, so it's really, really a, a great event. Um, I don't say that because it's my event. I say it because, you know, we have a lot of people to come out to make it a very great event, and um, so we look forward to it every year. And tell me about Trump National. Uh, obviously, this is a beautiful layout on the coast. Uh, it been redone. It, it, I think they used to play the Michael Douglas event there. So tell me about Trump National and the kind of course we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, I, I actually hadn't played this course. I guess I may have played it played it like years ago, like you know, when I was still playing. Uh, but um, you know, so I don't I don't recall. I've been getting pictures and all that kind of stuff, and and watching it, and looking at it on the internet. But um, uh, but I played some Trump courses before, and they're very very difficult courses to play. So they're beautiful courses, no doubt about it. And um, so I think uh, I think our people are going to have a great time, obviously with the scenery. Uh, you know, we, this is going to be our first year at Trump uh, Trump International, uh, but um, at the same time, we're really looking forward to to being there and hopefully being there for some years to come. And how many? Uh, how serious do you take your golf game now? How 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 well are you playing? Uh, you know, when I'm playing, I take it very seriously. The problem is, I you know, I don't get to play that often, so. Uh, but, uh, man, you know, I know I could be a much better golfer than what I am, but, you know, time, man, with, with kids and, and business and everything, it's hard to, to sneak out for a five hour round of golf, you know, so, um, so I, I'm, I'm, uh, I just finished my kids' track season on Saturday, so my afternoons are free now, so, you know, I'm gonna try and get out a couple times a week, 
uh, now through the Lake Tahoe event and um, and uh, in July. So so I don't have any excuses about when I make that double bogey. I can't blame anybody but myself. Tim Brown with us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. And Tim, uh, just so people know out there, this isn't just nine one one for kids. I mean, obviously that's important, but you also do a youth camp for fatherless boys uh, in the California area through this organization. Uh, the national as a national chairman, uh, talk about the Tim Brown Mentor Mini Camp. Yeah, it's it's really one of my favorite events of the year, man. It's um, it's an opportunity for me to. To speak to 120 to 175 kids just depends on the year, and uh, most of these kids don't have a clue uh, of who their father is or don't have a, a positive real, uh, mo- uh, male role model in their life. So, um, so it's my opportunity, man, to really try and um, to to pour into these kids. You know my experiences in life, and and um, you know. Uh, and not just all the Heisman Trophy uh, Hall of Fame stuff, but some of the things that I had to endure, you know, when I was younger. And um, so I, I think from that standpoint, you know, you, you really connect with the kids. And another thing, we, we had the luxury of having CHP in California to, to partner with us. So uh, And they are signing up as med- mentors for these kids. So, so it's, a, uh, it's a great, great event, man, that I look forward to every year. And uh, we're really trying to do more of those events, all, more of those kind of events, uh, all over the country, if we possibly can. You know. And if you want more information about nine one one for kids, the website's nine one one for kids. That's F O R K I D S, nine one one for kids dot com. And uh, Tim, if if uh, I mean if there's still some slots open to play in this tournament, it's going to a great cause, playing on a five star golf course, Trump International, out there in California with some great celebrities and a dinner on Sunday night and a awards on Monday night. Uh, is there, can they, can they get a way to get in the tournament if they're golfers uh, out in Southern California through 911kids.com, or is there a number or a website to call? Yeah, they should be. Uh, yeah, you should be able to get to the golf um, through that same website. Uh, there's a 911forkidsgolf.com website also. Uh, so through either one of those websites, you should be able to get through, uh, get to, to the golf tournament, and get more information if anybody's interested. Well, of course, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you out there and seeing everybody. Uh, you know what a great place to play, great time of year. And uh, Tim, you know one of the things that we all know and that you and I both know is the next generation is so important and. Uh, you've been a, a great role model, you and your wife, uh, in the community, not just in the Dallas community where you live, but through this organization and other things that you've been involved in. But but the one thing that always seems to carry over for me is just your love for kids. Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it's a scary, scary time moment that we, we're in right now, man, because uh, more and more kids I talk to uh, – Fewer and fewer of these kids are going to going to church on a regular basis, man. And to me, it's just with with the social media world that's out there and and the influence of the big world that that that's on these kids. Uh, for them not to have a a a a, um, um, a counter a counter argument for for some of the things that they're they're hearing, it's pretty scary to me. I, I did a event here in Dallas right after the Hall of Fame last August. And it was about 252 football players, five different teams uh, in the room. And I asked a simple question, how many of you kids go to church on a regular basis? 
And out of those 250 kids, maybe 10 to 12 kids raised their hand. And I was shocked. I mean, I was literally shocked. I mean, I just thought, you know, hey, everybody gets up to go to church. And uh, then I expanded that question to ask uh, how many go, you know, once a month. And maybe another 10 or 15 kids raised their hand. And, you know, when you look at that number, the percentage of just those 252 kids who are probably the leaders in their school, um, I, I was just blown away, you know, by the numbers that could, you know, number of kids that could possibly not be going to church on a, on a regular basis. So, um, you know, so I, I think from that standpoint, you know, it, it is incumbent on people who have the ability to reach kids and have the platform to reach kids to remind these kids that they, they can't just go through this world and, and learn everything through social media or through, you know, what the world is offer, offering them. They have to have that, um, that, that, that counter-argument, like I said before, and that being, you know, what the Bible is asking you to do. So, Tim Brown. So from that standpoint, brother, I appreciate you. Oakland Raiders Hall of Famer. to a best of Pro Football Hall of Fame edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Oilers and Titans Hall of Fame offensive lineman Bruce Matthews. Visit FSPN.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. We're with... A guy that everybody knows in my generation is one of the great offensive linemen of all time. Bruce Matthews with us. Bruce, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Roman. Hey, first thing I got to do, we talked about this before we went on, is I was with your son Jake on Monday night at media night. First of all, very impressed with him, very well spoken, very excited. Talked a lot about you and about just that relationship. Tell me about how that feels as a father to have a son in the Super Bowl. It, it really is amazing. It's almost unreal. And especially, um, I think, the Super Bowl, at least for us, at least for me, is always happens to somebody else. And the fact that here's my little boy playing and um, it's in our hometown in Houston and you know, they beat the Packers and his uh, cousin Clay to get here. It's just been an amazing few weeks here, and we're so proud of Jake, and we're so excited for the game. Okay, so let's talk about mom. What's mom doing? How is she feeling about this? Uh, Carrie, my wife, uh, is such a blessing. She is, without a doubt, the heart and soul of the Matthews family. Um, she's the one taking all the pictures, documenting everything. Uh, and, yeah, some of the kids get ticked off and dad, too, about this. But, uh, again, she couldn't be happier. Um, we've been blessed that uh, we have seven wonderful children. And Jake's brothers and sisters are so excited and proud of him. Well, I'm associated with, with Clay now with the Packers. I'll tell you how. I went to Gore Hills High School in Southern Did California. You really? wow. So alumni, alumni. So you tell your son when you see him, there's another Charger out yeah, there. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, My brother man. coach there. Yeah. I, uh, I hadn't been back in about 25 years, and I went back uh, for a playoff game this year. And uh, you know how it is when you go out there. You, I walked on the field, but nobody's out there. And I'm thinking, man, and I started getting emotional. You know, uh -huh. just, just thinking about all the memories and just all the friends. And So I went to the game with a bunch of my friends. It was a blast. But, yeah, I, I, when I heard that, because he came, well, you know, I was I graduated in 78. But 
just tell him that. Tell him I said hello from the I Charger. sure will. Absolutely. All right, so All Pro Dad. We're here with All Pro Dad, partnering with All Pro Dad. We just did a huge outreach event last night called FaithInFootballLive.com. Um, Coach, Coach Tony Dungy, obviously, all of us love him. Um, all Pro Dad's a wonderful, wonderful uh, organization. You've been a part of it. Tell me about All Pro Dad and about why you're involved. Well, first off, Coach Dungy has just set the standard for uh, – men and fathers specifically to be the the difference maker that the Lord has called us to be in our families that to emphasize to people and men that we have to be accountable for our families it's something we've been blessed with um, to be the spiritual leaders of our family and I've just been so encouraged by Coach Dungy and the All Pro Dad Ministry Um, you know and especially as I've gotten on this side of my career mm-hmm. and the benefit of perspective and seeing, man, the Lord didn't bless me to just push 300-pounders sure. around to to get stuff in this life, but not only to, to make Christ known to me, but to make Christ known to others. And uh, that's something that this ministry has really impacted me with, and I'm excited for what the Lord has in store for me moving forward without a doubt well it's a great relationship with all pro dad and the faith sports programming network because we're all about you know faith family and sports so it was a natural natural connection for us to be able to highlight you know on television on radio to let people know that there's much more to these athletes and here at the super bowl with football players than just what they do on the field and you just mentioned that uh, when you talk about legacy of a family um obviously it isn't just about football. It's about what football teaches. And one of the things about being a Christian that's so cool and a football player is, is those two things go together really well in terms of the things that you learn, you know, things like teamwork, things like selflessness, things like loving loving your teammate, putting it all out there, you know, learning how to win and lose. I mean, the Bible talks about all those things. They call it life skills in schools. We call it biblical principles, right? Right, Absolutely. Um, probably the best lesson I've learned from football, which transcends the life, is you, you face those guys that kick your rear end, and you got to decide how you're going to respond to it. And either you continue doing the same stuff and continue to get beat, or just like in life, when the Lord brings those trials and temptations into our life, are we going to grow? Are we going to improve in those areas that God's trying to improve us? Bruce Matthews with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, one of the great offensive linemen of all time in the NFL, and he has a great legacy. His son Jake's going to be teeing it up uh, in the Super Bowl this year. And um, so, tell me about what well, we got a book. I love it. Bruce Matthews inside the NFL's first family. That is the story that everybody wants to know. Um, you know. It's incredible, you know, what you guys have accomplished, I mean, as a family in terms of just having that many. And, and you know, what was cool was I saw um, Jackie Slater's son, Matthew Slater, who is just incredible. Yes. Uh, incredible young man. Uh, and then, you know, the generational thing for your generation to the, and there are all these guys, your young guys playing in the NFL now, um, what is it? What is the advantage? Because I know both the advantages and disadvantages of having a famous father. But what? Is, first of all, what are the advantages of having a father? You think that played in the NFL and how that's helped the guys? I, I think what's helped them is uh, Jake isn't blindsided by anything that comes his way in terms of the NFL or what notoriety comes about it or um, just 
he's been around it his whole life, as as you were as well. Um, definitely the negatives. I think if, if you approach it in the wrong fashion, where you see it more about you and look at what I did, um, you can really get engulfed by it. And I know there were periods in my career when the Lord kind of had to knock me down a couple pegs to remind me of that fact. Um, I think doing football the Lord's way and playing as a Christian is the most awesome way to go about football because you can go out there and cut loose and you can play hard to the <laughs> the echo of the whistle, if you will, and get after people knowing you're doing it for the Lord rather than for men. And then you walk away after the game and uh, there's definitely a peace and a contentment that comes in doing it that way. You know, we were talking about that last night at our faith and family outreach. We had a lot of former and current NFL players there that gave testimony last night. And, you know, one of the, the messages that came out of all the testimonies last night is what you just said is it seems like, uh, you know, Coach Dungy says it, you know, your vocation is what you do. You know, who you are as a Christian, that's your identity in, in Jesus Christ. So then all the outside things don't determine who you are. And one of the things that you just said was really interesting is, as I have talked to players when you just said what you said, because as you get older and wiser, hopefully, and you make mistakes and God teaches you, you get to realize that when those priorities are God, uh, you know, family and your job, things tend to be going really well. Yes. But when one of those other things sneaks up to number one, as you said, um, chaos. Right. And even in the title of the book, I, they list it as football, faith, and family. And, and probably had I, um, early in my career, it probably was that way. And I know that that isn't the case now. It, it's faith, family, and football, a far distant third. Um, again, it's something, like Coach Sanji said, it's something we do, but it's not who we are. And it's just, it's amazing how God has taken that perspective. And I look at it really as uh, a perspective, kind of just understanding that we were not created for this world, that we have a reward that awaits us in heaven. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And that just excites the heck out of me. Yeah, especially when you got a bad knee, shoulder, elbow like my <laughs> yes. father. Yes. You know, it's just this life's going to be painful. Well, those uh, I remember being a Rams fan. Um, he did take a few hits, and he was... He was known for standing in there to a fault. These poor quarterbacks today, they just have no idea how well they have it. Yes, absolutely. There was nothing <laughs> off limits for quarterbacks back then. Right. No, nobody no felt sorry. No No illegal hits. Three steps to the quarterback, out of bounds a little bit. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt exactly. on that one. Go for the head, you know. Plus with your favorite. pop being such a big guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inside the NFL's First Family is Bruce Matthews' book. You can get anywhere books are sold. Uh, Amazon, other other places. How about your website? Where can they go? Is there a website for this uh, thing to go to the book? Not. Oh, just go we anywhere. Don't have they, that up. Yet. Okay, so any, <laughs> anywhere they want to, anywhere they want to find books, they can find inside the NFL's first family. Now, do me a favor. These are all them right here. Point them out right. who they are and who they played for. This is my dad, Clay Senior, who played in the early fifties with the Forty ers My older brother, Clay, played nineteen years in the league with the uh, Browns and the Falcons. Clay the third, or the turd as we call him, uh, he's the, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, you, see him, you see him more on TV for his commercials. Uh, no, he's good. Than his, he's uh, real good. Yeah. Um, Casey played, uh, he's played five years. He was out this past year, but he played with the Eagles. Kevin uh, is my son who played for the uh, Titans in Carolina and 
Actually, one of the coolest things about Kevin was I was able to be his coach with the Titans oh, wow. for three years. That is awesome. Which was awesome. Jake, who's teeing it up Sunday at left tackle for the, the Falcons. And Mikey's, uh, he was with the Browns this year, unfortunately got released yeah. in training camp, but he's looking for another opportunity next he? year. He just turned 23. Oh, he's got time. He's got to get back in there, right? Right. And then, actually, I forgot about uh, my nep- other nephew, Troy Nicholas. He's not officially <laughs> a Matthews, but he is a tight end for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I just want to say this. This this is a, this is absolutely incredible. You need to get this book because you want you want to talk about. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. How how you can have that many football players, pro football players from a family, but obviously these guys have done it right. Go to Inside the NFL's First Family with Bruce Matthews. Bruce, uh, it's been absolutely a pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you for having me on. An all pro dad. He's getting ready to watch his uh, all-pro son, Jake, get after it on Sunday at Super Bowl. And uh, let's stay in touch, my friend. Absolutely. Sounds Bruce great. Matthews' book is Inside the NFL's First Family, and his son, Jake, is going to tee it up, and we're going to look forward to seeing him on Sunday night for the Super Bowl. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.